Success is a very strong word. Many of us run behind it. Most of us want to conquer it. Oxford Dictionary defines success as the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. This is a definition of success theoretically, but in reality, success means something that one has attained through overcoming hardships, which brings happiness and lastly keeps us motivated to keep rising against all odds. Success is a journey that continues even after attaining your goals in life. Small yet determined step towards your goals will ultimately take you closer to your corporate success. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Socially Desi show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I'm joined by Mitadru Day. He is the Vice President, Global Credit Risk Middle Office at JP Morgan Chase. He has a vast experience in developing and uplifting heterogeneous teams towards goal alignment and is also a subject matter expert in design thinking, global risk strategy, risk analysis and data governance. Hello Mitadru, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anurag, and the Socially Desi team for inviting me. You have been doing a wonderful and timely work to inspire and engage your audience. It's my privilege to be on this show. So I'm really excited to talk to you and your listeners. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mitadru. And uh, it's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today, especially during these times when, uh, you know, a lot of people in the corporate world are uh, facing uh, challenges in their work and they're not sure about their own future. So I believe uh, today's episode will shed some light onto the topic and uh, people would gain a lot of insights as to how they can succeed in the whole corporate game and how they can improve themselves as a human being uh, overall uh, while you know, uh, aiming for that success. So, uh, Mitadru, uh, before we uh, jump into the discussion, uh, to our audience who are not aware about you, why don't you tell us about your journey into the corporate world? Sure. Before I answer these questions, I must mention that what I'm going to share is my opinion and does not reflect my organization's uh, view. Uh, completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While growing up uh, in a small town in West Bengal, near Calcutta, my career aspiration was to become an IAS officer. Mm-hmm. I was heavily influenced by one of my seniors in the locality. He was like a role model to all of us. So early days in, in, in school, I hooked on to Competition Success Review. I believe that magazine is still there. So I, I, I used to yeah. uh, review those magazines and then prepare for the questions, which at some time in future, you know, I will mm-hmm. be answering. Okay. So with that aim in mind, I went to Delhi to do MA in economics uh, from JNU. So my goal was to do my MPhil and uh, take up a research associate job. However, I was not selected for MPhil and never got an interview uh, for a research associate job, though my grade was not that bad. And I was a little low at that point because I was living with my juniors in a hostel room, still taking money from my parents. I did not like Mm -hmm. it. I wanted to do something on my own. So I called up my friends in Bangalore. They were working in uh, different corporations. And I said, listen, can I apply in, in your company, um, they were a little surprised as I never sat for campus interviews. And so they, they may ask, like, are you sure you want to do this? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, uh, I'm, I'm 100% sure I want to try and corporate. And if it works out, uh, definitely, I would like to pursue uh, that career. So then I applied uh, for a job, a couple of interviews. Then I got selected um, uh, for a role as a business analyst in Bangalore in a MNC. Um, and yes, the journey began uh, 15 years back. Wow, that's great. And what were the initial challenges that you faced? Like you said, you know, you never appeared for any of uh, these campus recruitments and other uh, job opportunities. So what were the initial challenges when you started your career in the corporate world? My first challenge at my first job was I did not like it. I did not like uh, the way I was trained. Uh, 
um, and I did not like people around me. Uh, I thought I'm not fitting in here. So after a few months, I decided I, I have to quit this job and search for a better one. And, uh, and again, I was, I was very young that time uh, and a little bit of overconfident. And then thought, okay, you know, I got a job. I had a degree from JNU, so I'd easily get another job. So it did not happen. Um, I, I struggled for three months without having a job. There were days I did not uh, have any means to eat. Um, I applied for 40 roles across Bangalore, Delhi, Calcutta, Chennai in different uh, organizations. It didn't work out. Um, wow. And then uh, finally, I, I got to JP Morgan and Chase. Um, okay. and, and that's why I've been still continuing. And when I started my work in JP Morgan, uh, there were a few challenges. First and foremost, I studied in Bengali until uh, my university days. So English was a big challenge for me because I was talking to my customers in the United States and I did not understand some of the words they were saying. I did not understand their accent. And there were times when I was in a conference call with my seniors, with my stakeholders and clients. I had the answers to their questions, but mm-hmm. could not answer because I thought, oh, what if I said something wrong? You know, people will make fun of me. Yeah. So, so it was a big challenge, uh, you know, when I when I started my corporate career. Hmm. Interesting, because a lot of people these days, you know, they also get these kind of issues when they start, you know, uh, in an organization where they feel that uh, there's a foreign language involved and they might not be able to do that. So what are your, uh, you know, uh, thoughts on this and what would you like to uh, tell to all these young corporate employees with your own experience regarding this particular issue? So regarding uh, communication, what helped me was... uh, I enrolled myself for different trainings uh, within our organization. Those days, there were trainings to help uh, on on communication. So I did that. Um, I my manager was very helpful. He he told me, you know, you just just speak. I mean, don't think too much about whether you're speaking right or wrong because unless and until you practice, you speak, you will never be confident. So I I, I do that. Now at this time. Uh, one thing I would advise, and this helps me because I, I still work on my communication because it's something you need to keep practicing. Yep. Uh, there, are, there is an organization called Toastmasters International, uh, which have presence in 115 countries, including India, where one can practice public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and where and that's how I, I started, uh, you know, my Toastmaster journey in New York because. Though I was good in communication in India, but when I moved here, that was one of the challenges. So, so, so I would suggest that if you have Toastmasters and this test, you can do anything online. Yeah. Uh, you can improve that and you can practice. And, and again, it's just not something where you go and talk. There is a method, there is a process, there is a discipline where you, know, you will speak for five to seven minutes, someone will evaluate you, someone will uh, give you feedback, but all in a friendly environment. Um, so... That would be my advice. You, know, you need to practice um, uh, with with a group of friends, group of colleagues, and it's just practice that that will that will help you. And don't get afraid because uh, we are not perfect. We may say a few things which are wrong, which is fine. As long as you are able to communicate what you are trying to say, um, you should be fine. Hmm. And you also spoke about that uh, you you know left India and went to New York. So why New York? Uh, what inspired you to look for a job in New York? So I was in my career for uh, almost uh, six, 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 six and a half years. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was I was working in Mumbai in JP Morgan, and I got an opportunity to uh, migrate a process from London to uh, Mumbai. Okay, and as part of migration. I had to travel to London. That was a life-changing experience because until then, I used to speak to my clients over phone. Okay. And now I'm in a meeting room in London, talking to those clients. It was a different environment and it definitely boosted my relationship with, with those clients. And London is one of the big financial hubs. So that also attracted me. So I decided... After I went back to India, spent some time and thought, okay, 
if I want to continue in financial services, perhaps I should give it a shot uh, for international mobility. Mm-hmm. Though New York is not my first choice to begin with because it's so far from India, it takes almost a day if I have to uh, you know, go to India from um, New York. Yep. Uh, so my preference was uh, London and Singapore because we had our presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did uh, was uh, first I prepared a business case where I mentioned like what are the skill sets I have and then what are the, how I'm going to add value to the organization abroad. Because oftentimes, uh, and I, I did that as well, we think about, okay, well, I want to do this, I want to do that, but it is also important to think about what values you're giving to the organization. What are organization goals and strategies? So true, yeah. So I created this case, uh, business case, where I used to talk to different managers in London, uh, Singapore, New York, uh, talking about this is my skill set, this is I have done, these are the things that I think I can add value if I join your team. Um, and then it took me two years to uh, get a job in New York. And this something happened because one of my uh, uh, senior managers who was in Singapore moved to New York and he knew my work. And then he mentioned that, you know, there's an opportunity here. Would you like to come? And I said, Yes, uh, 100%. Uh, and my manager helped me as, as well. As I mentioned, I, I had, had little doubt because it's too far from, uh, from India. But he said, you know, New York is the hub of the financial services and it's the headquarter of our organization. So you will never regret the decision. And that was, I think, again, one of the best decisions for me to move to New York, again, which has, which has uh, progressed, uh, you know, helped me progress in my career. Yeah, it's really inspiring to see that, you know, you uh, went after this opportunity for two years. And, you know, I see a lot of people these days in the corporate world who try to apply for these kind of on-site opportunities, uh, whether they are working for an IT company or some other consulting company. And they give up so soon. I mean, uh, the millennial, uh, the generation today, I feel they're giving up too soon on their uh, future dreams, you know, and like looking at you and, you know, the way you are uh, pursuing your career and uh, you actually went and tried it for two years before getting an opportunity to to go abroad. Uh, What do you have to say about this mentality, like people giving up so soon in their career? Yes, uh, I think there, and you mentioned about success at the beginning of the podcast. So if you really define success, so there are two parts. One is obviously your hard work, your skill set, and then the opportunity, right? And there, not necessarily you have a lot of controls because there are decision makers and they have to see that value in you. And then you become successful, you you get to places. So for me, uh, in my career, perseverance, patience, is, well, have have been have been hmm. key ingredients because um, I knew that if, even if you know I'm ready, but unless and until there is an opening, there is an opportunity for me where they need me, it will not happen. Right. I I that's what I I kept at it. I said, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose anything because anyways, I was doing well in my career. Everything else was happening, but I had this goal in my mind that I have to pursue this. And, and perhaps that also uh, helped uh, the decision maker to hire me in New York because that person saw that he's someone, he has not given up. And uh, this is something, someone I need in my team because, uh, you need to be patient. You need to persevere uh, because without hard work, patience, nothing works. For example, uh, if I give an analogy of, you know, you want to build a six packs, you, know, mm-hmm. you cannot regime and get it done overnight. You need to put a lot of effort. You need to listen to your trainer. You need to watch your diet. You need to exercise. Then it will happen in due course of time. So you need to give that time um, to, to make it happen. And, and assess it before you enter into this, you assess that, okay, this is something it's not easy to do, and I need to give one year, two years, three years, four years, um, and and it will happen. Uh, you just need to uh, be patient and and keep doing good work. And I also believe that you also have to build your competencies along the way. 
I mean, you can't be stagnant in your career and think that, uh, you know, when the opportunity arrives, then I will be the one to be uh, picked by the organization. So I believe competencies also play a great role uh, in order for you to grow in your uh, whole career journey. That's that's absolutely right, because uh, as you as you have seen and you know, I'm sure all, all our, our listeners have noticed that especially with technology, it, it's changing so fast. I remember when I started my career, so we used to talk about, you know, C++ and other language. We, you know, we still talk about that, but now we talk about Python, for example. So you need to, uh, you need to understand what are some of the skill sets uh, you need to, to ensure that, you know, you are you know, improving, you are, you're improving your skill sets, you are not stagnant. Every year, uh, what I do personally, which helps me, is that I block uh, 30 minutes of my time every two weeks okay. just to over. okay, this is my career goal. These are the skills that I have. These are the skills that I don't have. These are the training I have to do. And that really helps instead of you know waiting for the appraisal time, which happens once or twice a year, or you know, your manager asks, then you're ready that, that these are the things I want to learn. This is things you know i want to i want to improve on and that that really helps i think planning um is is key and then note down what are some of the skill set that you have to learn to be successful in your current job also to be successful in your next job uh, because then your skill set speaks for yourself you don't have to sell that you're good at this good at that you know when people ask you questions you will answer those with confidence and knowledge and that's that's very important so true, so true, Mitadru, and I completely agree with what you are saying. Uh, so now coming back uh, to your journey uh, into the corporate world, uh, when you started working in New York and you started climbing that ladder uh, in the corporate world, uh, what were your initial challenges uh, when you became a team lead? So one of the challenges of team lead, actually I faced it much before I came to New York, which was early. My career, uh, I was uh, I was a good, well, good performing team member for three years uh, into my career, and I thought, okay, so I'm now a good team member. So my next step is to become a team lead. Now, uh, what I did not do was that I did not prepare well enough to be a team lead because you know becoming a team lead is a different ball game altogether. Yep, I. Uh, I thought since I'm a well-performing professional team member, I could become a well-performing team. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, I and and I had I I struggled uh, as a team lead because I used to uh, distribute work to my team and they used to never get back to me on time. Um, also, uh, I was not getting hundred percent from them, and I tried different things which did not work out. For example, I used to take them out for lunch and dinner. So I said, okay, you know, let's have, you know, team bonding activities. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that would, that would help, but it, it did not. Uh, and then uh, one thing happened. So my manager's manager, uh, his name is Sukumar, and he, he played a great uh, role of a mentor in my career. So that time he was my manager's manager, and he had a, meeting with my team just to understand how I am doing as a team leader. Okay. Um, though I expect uh, that you know, my team will say, wow, he's a great team lead and we are so happy. I thought they would give me a reasonable feedback that, okay, he's okay. After he had the meeting, the first thing he told me was until that meeting happened, I was in fool's paradise. I did not know what he meant. So I looked up on Google, like, what does fool's paradise mean? <laughs> and when I <laughs> the meaning, I was devastated. I was dejected. I because I, as I mentioned, I was very good as a team member. Then I got this feedback, and you know, as a team lead, um, I thought um, perhaps that's the end of my career. Mm. And I was disappointed, so dejected. I, I I was almost on the verge of quitting the job. And he was a great people manager. He observed that, and he called me one day. He sat me down, and he said, "You know, listen, it's it's very important for you to understand." As a team lead, you are not only in charge of your career, but you are also in charge of all the careers of you know your team members. So you really need to think 
from their perspectives. You need to put them in their shoes and understand what are the challenges they're going through, what are their strengths and weaknesses. You need to build that trust because until, unless and until you build that trust, they will not work for you. So that learning I had almost 12 years back helped me working on my leadership skill. And that really helped me all the leadership roles I have played in India and right now in, in New York. Hmm, interesting. And uh, Mithadru, there was this uh, report by McKenzie a couple of months back, if I remember. Uh, that report mm-hmm. actually spoke about the challenges that a lot of managers are facing during this work from home scenario, especially during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, in in that report, I was looking at a few numbers, which were very, very interesting to see that a lot of managers, they actually thought uh, that uh, managing their team, uh, especially during this work from home scenario is the toughest part of their job right now. So any tips that you would like to give to all the managers out there? How, how should they manage their team uh, in this whole uh, work from home scenario? Yes, absolutely. And and. You mentioned about the McKinsey report. I was also reading another report from McKinsey. And especially in current scenario, mental health mm. is so much importance. And, and, there, and their report, there is an estimated cost uh, that you know we, we, we are incurring, which is 16 trillion by 2030, if we don't you know, take care of the mental health situation. So yes, it's very important. So some of the things you know, I started doing uh, as a manager First and foremost, when pandemic started, I used to have daily check-ins with my team members. And I have a team um, in, in, in New York, London, Singapore, so all over the world. So I, I used to have daily check-ins with them. Again, just to instant message them and ask like, how you are doing? Is there anything I can help you with? And I did not talk about work. Secondly, when I used to have team meetings, you know, before pandemic, it was always, uh, you know, running into the agenda, okay, you know, your business objectives, you know, KPI reports. But I started having 15 minutes of just general chat. So we just used to chat and talk about how things are, what are some of the challenges we are going through. And, and I got feedback from some of my team members that really helped them loosen up uh, and not just always talk about work, work, and work. Another thing is meeting management, uh, which I started implementing um, during this this pandemic. Is so I, I I really assess a do I need, really need to be in a meeting, and I said say the same thing to my team members as well. That you know we get so many meetings, we spend so much time in meetings, but really ask that mm-hmm. are you adding value? So if you get a meeting invite, ask yourself, ask the the person who is sending you. If the answer is yes, you are adding a value. You need yes. Please join. If not, then say, no, I don't think I'm going to add a value. Yeah. Uh, but you, you may, you know, maybe one of my peers, you should, you should invite that person. So true. So I think you need to, you need to say no when you are not adding value and just go with the flow. I mean, that, that really helps. Third thing is, you know, taking breaks. Hmm. I thought, you know, work for three, four, five hours without having any food. No, I mean, you can't do that, you know. You know, take breaks in between, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then recharge yourself. Again, within the break, you can talk to your family since all of, most of us, I think, working from home, you know, just talk to your uh, parents, your spouse, your children, do some activities, then, you know, have lunch with them. So those are the things, you know, really, um, you know, ease you, you know, calm your mind. And then obviously we need to continue to, to work. That will happen. Uh, but I think we also need to understand that, you know, if you're not happy, your mental state is not correct, you cannot be productive. Um, so I think doing all those things might might help uh, as a manager uh, to, to help manage the team. And last but not the least, if you're a global manager, you have, uh, you know, managing teams or, or for that matter, you have stakeholders. Also, be cognizant of the time zone. For example, uh, if you know you you know we, we let's say for me if I have a meeting with team in India, I need to be aware of you know their start time and end time. Yep. Um, so I'm more conscious about that. You know, I, and I see how much I can do from my part uh, to to have meetings which is in within their you know shift timing or time zone. Uh, so so just be aware of that. I think that 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 helps. Um, 
it is, is again everything is boils down to just understand which i mentioned my manager sukuma taught me that understand from where your team members are coming from understand their strengths and weaknesses understand how you can help and again there are times that you may not help them refer them to mentors yeah you may go that everything like uh, let's say if i'm not good at um, creating metrics or you know some technical skill set as a manager i know whom my team members can go and seek help so be resourceful i mean that that really helps um and listen uh, i think always i think as as a manager it's very important time more than speaking just listen because if you listen and listen i mean i that's why you should listen not hear if you listen and if the, your team member understand that this is someone who is listening definitely to to it will help and as i mentioned like bonding the trust and then your productivity will increase so true so true and i guess this is a power tip for all our socially desi listeners like especially if you are in a managerial position uh, reach out to your uh, team members and try to help them and like uh, mitadru said that you you mean it's not possible for you to know everything so try to uh you know uh, guide them to a mentor who can actually guide them in the right direction instead of you trying to solve each and every problem of this and apart from this i guess this goes the other way around also so for the team members and people who are you know uh, working under a manager seek out help i mean it it's not a shame to ask for help i see a lot of people and in fact when i was working for corporate sometimes it happened with me also that uh, i used to feel uh, ashamed or maybe you know some sort of an ego used to come in between that oh you know for this issue i would not go to my manager to seek out help or i will not go to some other team uh, to find out you know how do i solve this problem so mitadru uh, what's your take on this uh, how can we solve this situation so as as a team member uh, i think you're right it's it's very important to seek help and one thing i have seen and uh, and i have i've experienced is that sometimes um you expect your managers or your supervisor colleagues to understand what you're going through but it's not always be the case uh, yeah. because if if that your, your manager is is not someone who is a great people manager he or she will not understand from where you're coming from right um, so it's really it's important to assess where you are assess the situation assess the people you are working with so true and that really helps so for example let's say if i know that my manager is not a great people manager and he is good with another skill i will go to him for that skill but for my need to have a good coach i may go to someone else um so networking is very important in that case like getting to know what are some of the resources okay if you are not very um i would say uh feel conscious that you know you need to reach out to someone and what he or she will see if you manage then you figure out like what are some other resources we have mm-hmm. right and this is obviously uh, you know there are so many resources available online um, there are so many trainings out there yeah. so it's it's is very important to utilize all those resources and no one can succeed on his own we all need help we all succeed you know as a team mm-hmm. uh, because because that's that's important and it's is what always important you know and uh, earlier you know we talked about competency is that understand what is the goal of your organization what is the goal of your team and then work towards it and if you do that you will see automatically help will come on your way um and 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 that's that's very important so i i would advise that you know if you need uh, anything if you're not getting just look around talk to people talk to people who you are comfortable with um find mentors it's very important finding mentors because that really helped me where you can get unbiased opinion uh, about your work uh, because obviously if you go to manager i mean that person knows how you work but if you go to a third party who is not involved with your work you always get an interesting and 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 important opinion that really helps to succeed in your career so true so true and uh, sometimes but i feel uh, even after doing 
so many things uh, people are still not satisfied let's say somebody who is not yet satisfied with his current particular job or uh, role that he's doing uh, and he cannot change it for some reason because of this whole covid situation so any tips for uh, that person you know how can they maneuver their uh, career so let's say you are in current situations and yeah you you cannot you cannot change your job um so first and foremost i think you really need to understand and this is covid or no covid that is this something you really want to do again i think that's often often <laughs> it happens that you know when we uh, decide to uh, pursue a career it is influenced by our parents it is influenced by our friends it is influenced by what is good in the industry so i think it's important to understand if this is something you really want to do and you can you can uh, assess that um, and analyze that uh, and and spend again you need to spend some time doing that mm-hmm. and if the answer is yes that this is something you really love and enjoy um, and then figure like why you are not enjoying like what are some of the factors uh, is it your they're not helpful is it you are not getting enough training um so in so if your manager is not helpful again sometimes it helps to have an open conversation because i remember i had one manager years back and uh, i did not like the way um, he was treating me <laughs> and uh, i was frustrated uh, and uh, again i was not in a position to to again leave my job based you know based on my first experience of leaving the job without having work i i did have a open chat with my manager and i said you know um, i have this problem and i think the way you are interacting uh, i don't like because i sometimes feel humiliated uh, and then he listened to me and he canceled all his meetings we spent two hours just talking it out and then i had a great relationship with the manager until he was in the organization so sometimes again we we keep a lot of things within ourselves and bottled up thing to just let go and, and again talk to people also another aspect of you know looking at things let's say again i mean it's just talking about uh, you know the, the manager perspective because uh, there are statistics which which shows that 60 to 70% of the time people leave their job because of their management yeah and <laughs> not else right and and understand also their perspective because see your manager is also human right this manager is also maybe going through certain situation and difficulty in his career in his life so be empathetic to him show empathy right um and 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 if you see that you know show empathy then manager will understand and then you will get that empathy back um also um let's say you are getting a negative feedback and there are two parts when you get a negative feedback one is the emotions coming with that and second is the facts and figures so again if you become objective and you set aside the emotion just look at facts and figures what that facts and figures does it make sense because again we all need to improve and so if you extract those facts and figures and keep that emotion aside then you will grow so you can try this this this, this techniques uh, and and that might that might help and uh, again continue to network and now again we are all working from home so there is a great opportunity use uh, different uh, sources for example linkedin on linkedin uh, you can network with lot of people uh, but also i would suggest that you know when you reach out to uh, someone on linkedin who, with whom you haven't interacted uh, introduce yourself like why you are trying to reach out to him on linkedin because often times i know i i get a lot of requests but and sometimes i also get request where the person tells me the background the content like why that person is reaching out to me yeah so that's really, it's really important like uh, even i uh, sometimes get a lot of requests of people just trying to connect and it feels weird i mean uh, an unknown person trying to connect on linkedin there has to be some motive behind it or maybe you know uh, they want to connect for some business or networking or they must know you from somewhere they must have met you somewhere at least we should know the context why somebody is connecting on a professional network uh, website so uh, yeah i mean that's a very uh, good pro tip for all our listeners out there again uh, make sure that whenever you reach out to anybody on linkedin uh, put in an effort and uh, curate a custom message for them uh, along with the uh, 
connect request that you sent uh, you can always add a note on that so it really helps and uh, it actually uh, you know go- gives a good repo actually uh, when you uh, put out a good message uh, somebody who reads it and especially you know if mitadru is saying that that means you know he also values those kind of notes which come in so at least it gives you a good perspective up front it's like you know your first impression is made already right and linkedin is a new resume so now these days people look up your linkedin profile you know be it recruiter or be it you know someone who wants to connect with you and based on that obviously people make judgment so it's very important to build a good linkedin profile highlight your key achievements and and headline right because that's uh, that's that's key like who you are like what your brand is so it's very important to put it out there so that it summarizes like who you are as a as a as a professional so true and uh, this is i guess one of the uh, impacts of this whole pandemic and this has actually changed the way we look at uh, resumes you know uh, in 2020 now uh, yes so what are the other uh, impact uh, that this pandemic has had uh, uh, in the workplace like if we have to talk about the future of workplace what do you feel uh, has this whole pandemic impacted one thing uh, and i was just thinking about this uh, as well and and it's a, it's a cliche towards that change is the only constant thing in the world <laughs> yeah right and and we have seen this happenings and the cycle comes i'm sure that when uh, you know computer came everyone was oh i'm going to lose my job what will happen computer will do everything but no we all have jobs it's just the nature of jobs changed yeah so that's what happens with all this technology you know digitization and by the way again i was reading another you know, mckinsey report which says that 70 to 80% increase in digitization in financial services sector ever since pandemic started so again you embrace the change understand how you can work online uh, i think with pandemic uh, in flight we are going to see changes uh, the strategy between working from office versus working from home again i don't think we y'all are going to working from home after this pandemic no we again there are certain jobs you cannot uh, do at uh, home and also it is important that you know we uh, we go to work we meet individuals we collaborate because again technology is, is is advanced now but you still cannot replace the in person uh, camaraderie yep. that we all have when we are all together in a workplace so so i think so 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 it, there will be an amalgamation of uh, working from home and working from office where maybe you go to work a couple of days then working from home so be ready for that and if you're working from home i think it's very important to have a discipline in place yeah you need to have a designated place you cannot work one day from a couch another day from a dining table another day from somewhere else right <laughs> so and true. i i practice and it helps me because my wife works from home you know you know before pandemic as well so she helps me you know discipline around working from home so i have a designated place i i change my dress as well again that gives me a feeling that you know i'm now going to start the work yeah i write my to dos the day before so that i know what i'm going to start with because at the morning you have your maximum productivity give you fresh in your mind so you need to do all your important and creative work as much as possible uh in the morning so so i i do that and as mentioned i take breaks and i start working at 8 i finish at 5 Uh, yeah yeah that's so true i mean uh, in fact you know uh, it's a salute to all the women out there who help us men get better every day <laughs> so in fact you know when this uh, pandemic started even i uh, initially started working from my bed itself so i'll just open up my laptop uh, sit on my bed whole day and just do mm-hmm. some work but then you know slowly my mother also she uh, kept on telling me that you know this is not good for your health and you might develop some sort of a neck pain or a back pain so uh, at least you know have a you already have a uh, working table why don't you use it sit there and that and slowly uh, it took it took some time for me and uh, but then you know and even now i have started to uh, work from uh, my desk itself and right now we are recording and i'm still sitting on my desk so <laughs> i guess to all the women it's a good a great shout out and thank you very much for helping us get better especially all the men yes yes <laughs> absolutely 
Uh, I and, and I, again we are again talking about you know uh, mental health. I think it is also very important to take care of your physical health as well. Uh, so what I have started doing also yoga, and that's something I picked up end of last year mm-hmm. because I realized that you know in long term uh, this is something I can continue. Right. Uh, in, you know relying on gym because again I don't know whether I'll have gym everywhere I go. And that really helped me. So every every morning I, I do 20 to 30 minutes of yoga. Um, and, and that's been great because now we do not have chairs, which is perfect. Like we get it in the office. I knew that if I don't take care of my health, it will create back pain and other pains in the body. So, so it's very important, I think, for all of you to do some stretching, do some exercise. Even if you do for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Uh, that it will help you to be in great shape because last thing you want is to fall sick. Right. So true. And how long have you been working from home? It has been uh, six months uh, that uh, I've been uh, working from home. And, and thanks to you know, some of the mindfulness practices I do, and I've been continuing. And, and it is it's funny that it has been 200 days. Mm. I have not stepped outside. Um, and, and I don't feel like I have to get out and because when I talk to a lot of people and I see that, you know, I want to get out, but I don't feel that way because everything is here. Uh, you know, uh, I, my work and then after work, other activities, projects I work on, everything is happening. So, um, so it's, it's been, it's been going well and, uh, and the mindfulness practices I do. And what about your friend circle? Uh, what are they saying? Aren't they cursing you to come and meet them? <laughs> Oh, they do. So I think first thing uh, these days, whenever I speak, not only friend circle and my boss also, he, he keeps counting whenever I have my one-on-one. <laughs> he asks first, have you gone out or not? Okay, then one more day. <laughs> so they keep telling me that, why don't you go out? And I say, see, I don't see the need. It's not like if I have to, I, I will. But I don't see the need that I have to get, get out to feel happy. I have to get out to no, I am getting everything at home. Hmm. True, true. Yeah, I guess uh, a lot of people in India, especially uh, the corporates who are uh, working from home, they are uh, still not going out. But uh, like you said, you know, there are businesses who can't afford to uh, stay at home. So uh, I see a lot of people in Delhi NCR, especially a lot of things have opened up. So India is uh, uh, in unlock uh, situation. So everything is opening up here. Uh, and people are moving out. But yes, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about uh, making sure that you take uh, prior uh, precautions uh, while yes. uh, going out. And even if you have to meet somebody, uh, make sure that you maintain that, uh, you know, social distancing, have your masks on and all. So these kind of things, I believe now uh, people are, uh, you know, trying to incorporate in their lives as a daily normal. So like, you know, washing their hands and you know, making sure like what we do is like if uh, just in case I have to go out for uh, some emergency or meet somebody or if I have to go and get some groceries. So we have like a set of uh, shoes and uh, slippers that we uh, keep outside our home. Uh, So whenever we are going out, we wear them, uh, you know, and we uh, just put them outside itself. So nothing comes in. (laughs) So all these small things we also do and make sure that, you know, everyone is safe and sound here. But apart from this, uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on work-life balance uh, during this whole pandemic situation? Because I see uh, a lot of people, uh, because since we are talking about mental health, uh, a lot of people initially thought when the whole pandemic uh, lockdown started in India, especially people thought that, oh, wow, you know, it's a extended vacation. And uh, initially it was, it felt like a, a an extended vacation uh, for one month, but Post that, people mm-hmm. started facing these uh, mental issues, anxiety, a lot of people went into depression and the amount of working hours, I believe, they uh, rose to a different level and people didn't realize this. So people were eating, drinking, working, eating, drinking, working. So it was just very monotonous and it felt weird for a lot of people. So what are your thoughts on work-life balance? Anurag, you're right, because work-life balance and stress, I think it it is at all-time high because of the uh, current situations. And I know that, you know, I think challenges in India is far more than here because in India, you have smaller rooms and smaller uh, flats where you have like multiple, like your husband, wife are working and your children is around. 
and it's 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 very difficult to concentrate uh, you know on work so i i definitely salute everyone in india because i i know i have my team in india and i don't see you know that productivity drops uh, at all so i think everyone out there who is working from home and maintaining uh, their productivity i think it's it's a huge achievement so first i want to recognize that i think all of you out there you know working from home with your families doing a great job and then this this is difficult but talking about work life balance so this is something i conducted a poll on linkedin few months back i asked that okay, during pan- pandemic like, what are what's what are some of the challenges you're seeing and work life balance was a clear winner 40% of people that's that's something we are we are we are struggling with uh, now that that led me to do some research you know read some articles right really trying to understand because i heard this term work life balance and ever since i started working but i really did not delve deeper to understand what this is all about um for example when i started working um and i remember i i used to work long hours including weekends because those days i did not have blackberry uh, or or laptop so i used to say okay if, if someone sends me an email on saturday I cannot respond so let me go to work so I used to go to work on seven days and I remember people used to tell me oh you don't have work life balance I used to say you know what work is my life so I don't need any balance um I don't think I can say that now but in a, early in my career I, it was all work um for me now um when I think about work life balance again I think I have problem with this term work life because It's, it's like you're, you're segregating work and life, and since life is the small pressures, it's like work, you know, creating problem in that. So to me, it's all boils down to life management because you not only work at your office, you also work at home. You all you're continuously working. So I think we need to really think about better management of our life or lifestyles, uh, for for that matter. and all the articles i read about work life balance i think this the uh, focus is on managing stress because basically there are a lot of you know mental agitations which people are um, going through so and then if you go deeper if you really look at like what is stress and that's something you know my, um, my philosophy teachers define the stress is nothing but agitation which caused by unfulfilled desires and what i mean by unfulfilled desires is so uh, let's say uh if you know i'm sure there are listeners who, who have children and you may stress that your child is not studying properly now it's not that issue about studying child is not studying properly but it's like if he doesn't study properly he will not go to a good school if he doesn't go to a good school he will not get a good job if he doesn't get a good job he will struggle with finance if he struggles with finance he will not get a proper partner so it it goes on and that's all causes us stress because we either you know think about worries of the past or get anxious about the future and so to combat that i have been uh, studying uh, philosophy for last four years so that uh, that really helps me to have some mindfulness practices um and and that comes from vedanta which is an ancient philosophy about life and living um and again for those who do, do not know what vedanta is so it's, it's, it's so i'm sure a lot of people know what veda so vedanta is the last portion of vedas it means which is the veda means knowledge uh, anta means and so which is end of knowledge culmination of knowledge which talks about you know better life and living so i've been learning uh, vedanta for four years uh, and and that really you know helped me coping up with the current situations of of, of stressfulness uh, so few things uh, i i would suggest i do which has been helping me is practicing yoga now earlier i talked about yoga which is physical asana so it's not that so it's uh, so there are three yogas which are defined in vedanta again bhagavad gita which is also a vedantic literature which is karma yoga which is path of action bhakti yoga which is path of devotion and jnana yoga which is path of knowledge so karma yoga which is path of action that we always practice and in a nutshell what it tells us about is that how you can reduce your selfishness 
while performing your task. So for example, when you are working, if your thought is on, okay, I need to get this promotion, I need to get more salary, you will be agitated, you will be stressed. But if you shift your focus to, okay, how I can benefit the organization, how I can benefit my team, if you shift that focus, your stress level will automatically go down, your productivity will increase. And the moment you move from being selfish to unselfish, your capacity to contribute will increase significantly. Um, and again, this you can practice at work. This you can practice at home. For example, you know, just listen to your family members instead of you know, thirsting your views on them, like I want this, I want that. Let's say you know, you, your wife wants to have Thai food, you want stuff Indian, so listen to her and have Thai food. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's as simple as that. So if you practice these things and and you just you know and you talked about ego earlier you know in, in our yeah. discussion to check on that i mean that gives a huge boost right um so that's something you can we can all practice uh i do uh study in the morning for one hour so i don't i get up in the morning i don't look at my mobile laptop nothing so i study uh, i'm doing an e-learning on vedanta so I, I i listen to the lecture i take notes so that's my first thing in the morning which talks about higher values in life. And that really inspires me to start my day. Um, uh, and and, and, and it's, it's been very helpful. And then throughout the day, I talked about you know, karma yoga, which is just action. And then there's a part of devotion. And when I say devotion, I, I mean is that just have an attitude of gratitude. Because if I have a job today, I should be thankful because there's so many people who don't have job, right? And I need to be mindful about that. Um, so again, you know, you you listen to a music which inspires you. You can you know watch some nature documentary that that I and mean, that really you know calms you down instead of you know watching things which agitate you more. Uh, and I and I would like to quote which which I uh, I listened you know few days back uh, mm-hmm. from a called Cicero. He says, you know, gratitude is the greatest of virtues. And the parent of all others. So if you don't have gratitude, you will be agitated. So you need to be, you know, one who needs to be thankful for things uh, you know you have in your life. And then you aspire for more. Um, last thing I would say about work-life balance is that give appropriate value to each activity. Because oftentimes we give unnecessary values and exaggerated values to activities, which is not required. So Anurag, when you were a teenager, you were in high school, all that mattered to you was getting a good score in exam, right? Yep. And you must be anxious on the day of the day before the exam, day before the result, right? Like what marks would you get? What will happen if I don't get good marks, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you look back now, what's the value of that? Do you have a lot of values? Or maybe yeah, it was okay, but it's not like that it made or break, you know break your life yeah i mean uh, it uh, like when i look back now uh, i think all those uh, tension uh, that i took on myself was not worth it i mean the kind of agitation and fear of the result was not worth it so i could have done better <laughs> right so similarly i think we are doing a lot of things and we take stress and unnecessary pressure but again if you fast forward three years down the line you'll see that it is not worth of it so again, if you have that perspective, yes, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't care, you just, you know, do things half-heartedly, no, but you give it appropriate value. It's it's okay that, you know, okay, I, you know, it's not 100%. Okay, if you're 80%, that's fine. Just move on and do next thing. Uh, just, just hold on to something because it was not done perfectly. You'll get plenty of opportunities to do things perfectly in future. So, you know, just have that perspective. This is not end of life. So if you are like, you, you you know uh, prepare your mind like that 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 really helps um, and again I, I think we have been talking about this we need to talk to people we need to reach out we need to help each other just listen and and that that really helps you you know you know calm your mind down so true and also Mithadru, on your uh, LinkedIn profile uh, you have mentioned that you're a pro bono career coach uh, so uh, please tell us about that. Sure. Um, as I talked about gratitude, I have been fortunate to have so many teachers, mentors helping me in my career, helping me in my life. So this is 
my way of uh, you know assisting others who are struggling in their careers or even if not struggling they want to improve so i uh, you know as a pro bono coach pro bono is very very much us term we use which means it's free right you know yep. i'm a career coach you know, one can approach uh, me on linkedin on you know, to solve certain problems then i set up sessions with that individual um, and then we work it out um and you know we talk about issues and we give some i suggest some tips and then the person comes back um, so yeah it's just a mentoring uh, you know coaching initiative that i have uh, with 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 my you know fellow professionals i mean that's the least i can do um to repay you know, all the help uh, i have been receiving um since the beginning of uh, my journey also i'm i'm very um much interested to do how much we can i can to help people especially on communication as i mentioned early in my career where i did not study english until uh, my university days so that's so that's something i know there are a lot of people out there who you know do not feel that confidence and when i go to india i go to my college in that small town um, and when i talk to students i still hear them telling that oh uh, i think it is very difficult what you are doing and i say to them no i mean if i was in your shoes i was in i used to see those on those benches and i if i have done it you can do it so i'm working on uh, a project where uh, and it it will be a pilot mm-hmm. and i have created a module on communication which starts from simple english like how to you know be good at grammar simple you know sentence structure and it goes down to public speaking impromptu speaking writing emails and then and building your resume interview skills so uh, i've been working uh, on that project which i'm hopeful to launch in next few weeks with 15 to 20 um students who are on the verge of uh, getting into corporate or early career professionals and if that works out well uh, yes i'm planning to put it out there for everyone who could take benefit of it as i did not get when i was you know growing up so it's it's a small way Uh, from my side to assist uh, young professionals in india no it's a very novel cause uh, i believe mitadru that uh, you know after going through this whole journey of yours if you can give it back to the society give back to the community in any way whatsoever that you can i guess that's uh, you know that's appreciated across uh, i believe and uh, with all the other professionals that you're working for we actually hope that you uh, achieve the goals that you're looking for and uh, to all our socially desi viewers listeners uh, you guys can definitely check out mitadru on linkedin we would be putting down uh, his linkedin profile in the show notes below as well as on our website at sociallydesi.com so uh, any of you who needs uh, a good mentor who needs guidance in their professional career Uh, the pro bono coaching that uh, mitadru is doing uh, would definitely help you out in some way or the other uh, so definitely check that out uh, connect with him and of course don't forget to add a note <laughs> right so like we spoke really important uh, so mitadru before we uh, uh, wrap up the episode uh, one question for you uh, yes. if you have uh, like if you can go back okay uh, few years and look at yourself young just out of college and trying to get into the cop job what would be that one advice you would give to your younger self yeah if i can go back in time which i know is not possible uh, literally <laughs> but advice uh, uh, i would i would give to my younger version would be uh, just open to learning don't think you know everything seek out help and if you have this attitude of a lifelong learner you you are all set that would be my advice perfect advice i guess mitadru and uh, thank you again uh, thank you for coming on the show uh, it was a pleasure having you and i believe uh, everyone out there listening to the show would have gained a lot of beautiful and interesting insights uh, to help them maneuver themselves uh, in their corporate careers so thank you mitadru for coming on the show thank you anurag and everyone in socially desi team for having me this is my first podcast so thank you for giving me the opportunity and 
I am also expressing my humble gratitude to all the listeners because for because you could have done something else, you know, you could have watched a show on Netflix and movie, but uh, you decided to listen to this podcast. So uh, I'm thankful to all of you, and I wish you all the best. Uh, be well, um, be happy. Uh, I know we are all going through difficult times, but this will shall pass. So if you look at history, we have conquered all the difficult times and. We will do this as well. So all the best. So that wraps it up for today, folks. If you like the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends, and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship, and health and fitness. We would love to have Mitadru on our show again in the future to discuss more about the competitive world of the corporates. So, if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white, and everything in between.